2: It's time! You asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is happening. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. As usual, we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. COVID-19, President Trump, politics, film. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and UFC, and so much more. Lots to talk about today. Coming off the big show, UFC 255, last weekend, I'm here with my co-host and producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you?
1: I'm good, Buff. How are you?
2: Really good. Really good. I'm feeling incredible, actually. I'm looking forward to a wonderful Thanksgiving. Of course, COVID safe. Small gatherings, we'll talk about all that on the show, get that down right, but I'm very thankful for a lot of things, and I'm looking forward to saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody I'm thankful to this week. With that being said, I'm thankful to have one of my best friends in life and business associates, a man who's an aficionado of boxing, used to be the owner of maxboxing.com, one of the original boxing sites that told it all when it came to the great sport of boxing, also the owner and runner of of, uh, socialunderground.com. And uh, that is a fantastic news site we all enjoy here at It's Time Radio. None other than Gary Randall. We're bringing Gary on to talk about the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones fight happening this weekend, talk some USC, talk some life, talk some COVID, talk some holiday season upcoming. Gary, how are you?
0: I'm good, Bruce and TJ. Bruce, thanks for the intro, man. I appreciate
2: it. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it, bro. That's why they pay me the big bucks, at least sometimes. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> hey, Gary, what are you driving in the Maybach, huh? You got my car over there. What's up?
0: This is my new uh, quarantine mobile office love it great office very Wait, awesome. are you
2: really in a car right
1: now or is that just the background
2: no dude this is my zoom background
1: <laughs> okay i mean i didn't know
2: the man's a man's a man of many it's zoom a good one though, faces. Right? yeah it's indeed, a real good
1: one, one. This is, that's what i'm saying like it looks pretty spot on like if you would have told me you're
2: actually in that car i would have believed you i like see. it i like it all right guys we came off uh let's go right into the ufc i I love the show this weekend. Uh, the fact of two flyweight championships, uh, Cody Garbrandt, of course, uh, backing out. But no, excuse me, Alex Perez came in taking over for – who was he? Who is the one that he took over for, please, TJ? Am I correct in this? Uh, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, you had it right the first time. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt, who I just read this morning, aside from the torn bicep, uh, had COVID-19. I did not know that. Yeah, it was on – I was reading, I think it was on mixedmartialarts.com. He uh, was bringing out about the fact that he had it still suffering. Um, if I read correctly uh, uh, issues beyond getting over it yeah. uh, that are preventing him from training. So it wasn't just the torn bicep. There was more involved here.
1: I mean, we, we talked to uh, Dr. Davidson about that uh, two weeks ago at this point now where man, it, it affects so, but so many people just different ways. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Totally different
1: stuff. I mean, even, you know, world-class athletes are, uh, susceptible to, to getting sidelined for much longer than significantly, I mean, unhealthier people. You know what I mean? You, you expect these athletes that are in top physical condition yeah. to be able to get past this quickly. And it's, it's really a crapshoot for everybody, guys.
2: It's different for everybody. And, you know, we talked about passing the show that there were some uh, college basketball athletes suffering from enlarged hearts as a result of this. Terrifying. Actually, Terrifying. Uh, actually end their career. I, I, I was talking to a
1: doctor recently um, who uh, was an infectious d- disease specialist. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the uh, receptors uh, in our body that, uh, you know, actually take the molecule uh, of COVID-19 and, and unfortunately process it through the body. Uh, there there are certain parts of your brain that will take that. And they've actually uh, seen some signs of dementia in people that have gotten COVID-19. And, and we're not talking about just older people. We're talking yeah. about, Uh, significantly younger people. And I actually was talking to this gentleman uh, about how uh, some people that have been affected with COVID, uh, they they have some memory problems, but they're also cannabis users and they blame their short-term memory issues uh, based on their usage of of cannabis. And it's like, well, you know, ha ha, funny short-term memory problems because you like weed a little too much, but it it might be more than that. And I think that's something that people really need to be aware of if they are afflicted with COVID-19.
2: Well, the jury's out, you know, and while we're on the subject of COVID-19, we'll, we'll go back to the UFC in a second. Let's go into some COVID-19 talk because right now what's happening here in Los Angeles and California, as we know, is that the state is now on a curfew. Uh, what does that mean, though? You know, this is what I wanted to ask you guys about because we're still in stage one, although we're told that on Wednesday, uh, what I'm hearing is that we could be in total lockdown again. Again, so, what does that mean? What that means is stay-at-home order. That means okay, but what does are closed, that mean? Because
1: here's my issue. The Fresno County Sheriff's Department were like, yeah, we're not going to enforce this. There were 400 people at the pier of Huntington Beach the other night in protest of the 10 p.m. curfew. They didn't do anything. The Uh stay-at-home order, they said, stay at home unless you're, uh, you know, necessary uh, workers and and whatnot. Well, there was no real penalty or fine for disobeying it. I understand. We all need to acknowledge the order and, and do right by it. Otherwise, we're never going to get over things. But at the same time, unless there's a strict punishment, Bruce, you can say we're on total lockdown. If
2: there's no penalty, we're not on total lockdown. Well, I remember penalties being handled out before, you know, here in my area, in Manhattan Beach area. Pretty stiff penalties for doing whatever. So, uh, local but it's county, not a law, Bruce. I understand, it's like a ticket. I understand what you're saying, but you know what? I don't even think it's that. I don't All think right, it not is even either. A I, think no. it, I think it's no. beyond
1: toothless.
0: Well, it, let's it, just... it, 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 I, I wouldn't say toothless TJ, because I do think that if the order comes out and it's supposed to mimic, let's say where we were in March, right? then you're going to end up with a, another situation where all the small mom and pop businesses uh, are, that's, that's where there's going to be an order. That's where something will, there'll be a consequence if they stay open, uh, And unfortunately, that's what's what's putting all of those small businesses out of business. They're not going to be able to uh, last through another uh, lockdown or another uh, version of what March looked like. So I I don't think it's going to be exactly the same. I do think they're going to be a lot more. um, They're going to let a lot more of those small businesses try and stay open. And I think it just depends on how the numbers end up looking up. But uh, as far as enforcing it goes. I don't see them getting away with too much, and, that.
1: and that's my problem. If you're not going to enforce it, I just don't know how real
2: it is. And I mean, it's real to the point that it's real and it's declared. It's not enforceable unless it's enforced. I read us one statement that said, out of the fifty-some counties in in, uh, in California or whatever, it was said that only forty-one are going to follow it. So obviously, you're going to have individuals but, that are going to not follow it. Okay, but but, but again, what is the penalty
1: for not following it? Because to to really implement a curfew like that guys where you are held the task for violating it it needs to be a law and a law needs to be passed and i don't know if you notice this but our p- politicians they don't agree and get along with anything
2: oh gee really yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: so what, what i'm saying is like even if something needed to be done like short of martial law guys which is not going to happen i don't think that there's ever going to be a real lockdown
2: well, I think the consequence of not following this, if you really want to get down to the brass tacks. Oh, is getting, I agree. Is get, wait, I didn't finish. It's no, getting no. COVID.
0: That's I the consequence. Agree, Bruce. That's uh, it.
2: That, that, that's the thing. I agree with you. But the problem with all of
1: that being said is it's not it, – like what is the point of even issuing these mandates if there's no real repercussions for violating them?
2: Public perception scare. I don't know. But it doesn't it work. For the best. I, but it doesn't I'm work. Not a, well, it'll like, work it'll work to a it point. works with a certain percentage. it will work, yeah. it will there's work, a, yes it will work. But, it will
1: but, work. But But this is something that we're not gonna get over if only a certain percentage follow it. And right. that's well, why it. we're still here. Well granted. We're gonna last
0: we until the vaccine. We're gonna
2: yeah, the vaccine and if you don't is get it, hope.
0: you're lucky. If you get it, you get it and you have to deal with it. But I think it ultimately comes down to your personal uh, either inner circle or view of the entire cause and effect of the of the pandemic you know what i mean i i i I stay i stay within my bubble but anything i try and go out and buy or do i'm trying to do it with small businesses because they're the ones that are going to be affected the big banks the big everyone that can work remote and have their companies just run hey you know that's their thing but Mom and pop shops that are that that yep. are feeding people and and I'm going there and I'm picking it up, man. I'm uh-huh. not ordering through DoorDash. I'm not doing Grubhub. I'm trying to give them like my full business yeah so they can you know it, it, try and hit their profit margins
1: well that that's a problem. I, I noticed there are some uh, class action lawsuits uh, with the third party uh, food services like Grubhub and Doordash uh, because of their gouging and, and that's really like I, I like what you're saying, Gary, because you know the companies that don't really need uh, our our service and help, they're profiting like crazy. Like look at Amazon's evaluation. It's gone through the friggin' roof. But, you know, your local pizzeria down the 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 street, sure, maybe they offer a delivery service through DoorDash, but they're getting a fraction of what they could be getting if you're willing to walk in there. And, and you know, talking about the mandates and whatnot, you're you're absolutely right. The real penalties for all of this for people not following it are that these independent companies, they're just
2: simply going to go out of business. Well it's be happening destroyed. They're going to be destroyed. It's happening in my area, too, is with the with the lockdown potential here set for Wednesday, potentially like tonight, you know, Chris and the kids and I are going to go out and support a local restaurant, maybe even do it tomorrow. Just give like two, you know, two more places our business, because even before the lockdowns happen, I'm seeing places just closing around me. They just can't keep open. Right. And then when, when the bad weather and the rain starts and the cold, the outside dining is not going to be the most comfortable to dine no. in.
1: It's already not comfortable once the sun goes down, guys. Yeah. It's I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, like I'm from the Midwest. I know what cold is and I know what cold isn't. And here isn't really cold cold, but it's not comfortable enough to try to go eat a steak outside on a patio. You know when it's 55 degrees and you're sitting next to the damn heat lamp, uh that, that's the last place you want to be to try to enjoy a, a a meal. And you know that that's one thing too, Bruce that I think Uh, A lot of people don't really realize is, um, you know, I have a nine year old son who hasn't really been social with anybody in nine months. And and guys, I'm telling you, that has an effect on his psyche as a human being. Like, I understand he needs to be inside and be healthy, but it's not good for him to be isolated for
2: development yeah
0: he's stuck at home with his mom and dad i mean no offense t j but hes like, we're not he's that cool. and he's with old people we're that's not right. that cool with old people all the time
2: hey he's send him over to my energy. house i'll I'll give the kid an education over two days hey buff uh you're you're pretty
1: damn cool, so you know <laughs> I'd make that happen but that that's the same thing too is like i can't let him do that because that's yeah. part of the problem in in uh, i don't know that i I just wish we were able to work towards a common goal as a group so we could get over this like So my my son's school basically told him, look, we're not going to have in-person education uh, for the entire year, for the rest, like not the calendar year, like for this school year. And uh, they made that decision last week. And and I'm thinking about it. Hopefully things are resolved by next fall because we're looking at it as the last time my son stepped in uh, a classroom, he was in the third quarter of second grade. The next time he is in a school, he will be in fourth grade. When I think about who I was, in second grade compared to who I was in fourth grade, that is a long time to not develop alongside your
2: peers. Well, here's a couple of points to consider. <clears throat> we had 1,707 coronavirus, coronavirus deaths reported in one day in California, which was the highest daily death rate toll in six months. They're looking at us, and if the infection rate goes over 4,500 people a day, the closure is going to happen. Well, how it's enforced and all, we already talked about that. We'll see what happens. Then I talked to like Joe Rogan this weekend at the show, and he's telling me that in Texas, where he lives now, every place is jammed, crowded, crowds mm-hmm. side-by-side, no masks, no this, no nothing. I don't have a reporter when the numbers are in Texas, but we know they're not good. Um, so Look, you either do it or you don't. If part of the population doesn't do it, it slows down the process. If a major part of the population follows the safety and protocol, we can lessen this thing. But the bottom line is, right now, the biggest worry of everybody is the Thanksgiving holidays. People are traveling like crazy. Travel rates were up over the weekend like crazy. People are uh, states are putting out warnings: no more gatherings of more than three or four people at home or this and the other. But it's not going to happen. People are going to have many people are going to have their Thanksgiving get-togethers. Me. It's going to be, Mom, Brian, I, and maybe two other people. And
1: on on uh, November nineteenth, the state of Texas reported thirteen thousand one hundred and eighty-two new COVID cases in one day. In one day, uh, their spike. That's uh, fucked up.
2: That's fucked up. Totally the, fucked up.
1: Their spike was on September twenty-first. They reported twenty-two thousand two hundred and seventy-six new COVID cases in one day.
2: Cool. Enjoy. Go out and have fun in that restaurant.
1: You know, you're not let's, getting me out there. Let's see where they are at on deaths right now. They're 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 significantly lower on deaths. On uh, the 18th of November, they had 193 COVID-related deaths.
2: Okay. Again, um, This. But going, is not, this oh, sorry, T.J. Go ahead. No,
1: no. But going back to July 27th, they had 1,202 deaths in right. one day.
2: All right, so then a lot of people are, it's always, well, the elderly, well, the uncompromised or the compromised are the ones that are going to Listen, we just talked about a young fighter on the show. We just talked about Cody Garbrandt. We we see, we're We we seeing children get this and, and dying and, and whatever. It's not about dying, okay? It's about just getting it and the after effects and how it can affect you any way, any way up and down. Bottom line, I don't want to get it, okay? Right. I'm, I just don't want to get it. And if I get it, I'll deal with it as best I can. On, I November,
1: on November 20th, so last Friday, the state of California reported 13,727 uh, new cases. Wow. And then the next day was 8,808. That's the and thing then, about it. It seems to like spike every other day. Like one day it'll be high, and then there's a little bit of a dip, and then the next day it's higher. And I don't know why it is that way. Maybe it's just reporting times, but it's, it's weird.
0: Well, I think we have screwed up reporting, but if yeah. you want to, yeah, one recommendation to anyone, uh, if you do use the Citizen app, uh, they're now doing tracing on citizens. Mm. so uh, it's basically like, I mean, I don't know how they're, they're actually targeting uh, or zeroing in on people that are infected, but it will now show you if there is someone who is infected. Anywhere in like within a 1.4 mile radius of you. What?
1: How does? Yes.
0: That's.
1: I mean, I I think they're doing
0: contact tracing on Citizen. You got to you got to check it out.
1: That's crazy because that technology I think is good, guys. But also too, it's like how are you zoning in on that?
2: Like that's. great is that on the internet? Is that on the internet? it's an app? He said. Yeah, it's an app. So
0: it's called Citizen. And I'm downloading can't it right just now. You get it through the app store. You have to go through their website, I believe. Or maybe uh, you can get it through the app store now.
2: Oh, that's uh, right. I'll have to, to look. I
0: think, go through their website to get it.
1: Do you? Is this something that existed before the coronavirus, Gary? Do you? Know oh about?
0: yeah, oh yeah. We, we use Citizen to, you know, you know, I live in a in a uh, fire heavy area, so we use Citizen to make sure that we know uh, of any reported activities it, happening around us, but. Citizen is it called born.
2: just go to the internet and go to citizen.com's right well there.
0: yeah
1: well is it called go, citizen G. connect and stay is that what it is connect and stay something or other i don't know what that
0: is
2: just go to citizen just go to citizen.com it has the app right
1: there yeah but that doesn't work on my iphone bruce you have to Connection be able to download stay things stay from the, the app yeah Connection okay there you go that, that's it then
2: yeah. yep connect and, so i'm downloading it right now yeah okay all right while this you're down on the really that, good app another couple of things that have occurred you know with president trump getting coronavirus and going around during his uh you know, uh, pre-election day and post-election day activities, you know, there's been 130 secret service officers that are said to be infected with coronavirus and being quarantined in the wake of the travel campaign that he did, you know, so that went through that like crazy. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the thing that's sort of crazy about it. Um, So I did an Invicta event last week, guys, and uh, the show was on Friday uh, we were originally scheduled for a championship doubleheader, so championship fights in our main and co-main events. We lost yeah. both of them. COVID? Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah, well, you know, we go through that in UFC from time to time. Yep. But, um, I mean, like, the point is, is normally, like, during this time, you, you
1: book a main event and a pretty strong co-main event because if your main event falls through, at least you'll have that co-main to back up on. Yeah. We lost both of them. Sucks. Do you have a good show? Great show. Great show. Yeah, it was there awesome. That's fine. There you go. At least have, there
0: been, have there been any like UFC fighters or anyone in the UFC that, that got COVID and they have not been able to come back or it's like somehow it's, uh, affected their career as a result? On the
1: record, no. Off the record, I don't – I mean, I've talked to some people that are not currently with the UFC that have had some issues where they don't think they'll fight again, but those names wouldn't jump off the page. But no, uh, that's still an
2: example of fighters. No. Right.
1: And, and that's the thing, guys. I think that we're still – like Dr. Davidson talked about it with us, Bruce, we still don't know everything. So someone that's been affected and maybe they haven't been able to return yet, it doesn't mean that they won't be able to, like he said, hopefully you'll just get better. But beyond that stuff, it's, it's a waiting game. It's still yeah. like, this has been a thing for nine months. It feels like it's been nine years, oh, no. but there, there's still a lot to, to be heard, you know,
2: and, and learn. There's a lot to be heard, a lot to absorb. But, you know, the big thing is with the three companies coming out with the vaccine, such as Pfizer, you know, people are talking about having vaccines before the end of the year. That's great. But, I mean, the most vaccines I've heard quoted that could be available are 20 million. We need many, many tens of millions more than that. Then you have the amount of people that don't even vaccine their children to begin with, don't believe in vaccines, that probably won't get the vaccine, and however, who, who will get the vaccine. But the positive side is we're talking about the dark side. Let's talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. What I'm hearing now from the Fauci's of this world and everything else is that if everything goes according to safety and protocol and these vaccines work, as hopefully they do and hopefully will, uh, to the level that they do, is we could be back to a form of normalcy come May of next year. That's promising. And that's what I hope happens.
1: I mean, I think that's really optimistic. Uh, I'm sorry. If people were watching the feed and saw my face a moment ago, uh, I had a weird reaction. This citizen app is crazy uh no oh, yeah, yeah buddy i just got a notification that 400 feet away from me right now there's a child locked in a car what? In a co- once you were blind now you can see
2: do, tj this, if you tj just leave the studio and go let that kid out smash that window
1: 400 feet away is like a home run you know what i mean that's not I, very far
2: that's that's that is where it is well anyway while you're doing that do me a favor check Ply at array and tell me that the uh where my friends will tell me the level of uh cases there let's go on to some other stuff here
1: gary well, you've ruined my life this is terrifying all
2: right who do you know let me put it this way would you want to fly during the holidays right now with the massive amounts of people going in the airports i'm,
1: I'm flying i flew last friday i'm flying uh, didn't Mexico this week
2: then my question that's work. do you want to um i flew last friday i'm flying but do, this but week. do you want do you look forward to it does it bother you that you're flying during the uh the holiday traffic. Bruce, I flew last Friday, and I'm answer flying this Answer the question. Sec- I know you're flying, but does it bother Bruce, you? Bruce, you're
0: never, you're <laughs> never going to hear him say he doesn't want to do his job.
1: Okay. No, Bruce, is, Bruce, is,
2: Bruce is not very good at trying to pick up subtleties, is he? Come on. No, now. actually, I'm, I'm quite real. I was just looking for an answer, but that's cool. I flew All last right. Friday, and I'm flying this week. Well, I think you guys – well, good luck and on that. Smiling. Oh, <laughs> I, I think you guys would like this. You, you know, um, New York has had a couple of instances here. This is somewhat funny and somewhat not funny. They've actually busted an illegal fight club called Dumb. Uh, I, I heard think. about this. It's called Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. yeah. First Rich off,
1: shot. copyright infringement as well. Not well, only not, are you running uh, like right. illegal fights, but Jackie Chan's going to come beat your ass. Exactly.
2: Well, you know what, Jackie, bring up a little thing. I'm the one that had to go after Rumble in the Bronx when it came out because I think I told the story many, many years ago. Yeah. Now you got the brother's buffer on you, too. When no, no, I have no, I have no violation claim here, nor would I even not do anything, yet but, give it a minute at Rumble in the Bronx when the movie was released. I opened up, I was eating breakfast, I opened up the LA Times, and on six pages, each page was two ads saying, uh, Get ready to rumble with Jackie Chan. Didn't even mention the name of the movie, it was the pre publicity for the film, right? And this is one of the first major lawsuits that I filed uh, against the studio, and uh, we actually had to go file the lawsuit against them. And I think it was Warner Brothers, not mistaken, who I eventually made the movie after I went through the lawsuit with them and uh, came out, you know, on top in our favor. And then we went ahead and made the movie ready to rumble with them about a year later. Interesting how business works, isn't it? So let's get back to the story. They busted an illegal fight club. This is in the Bronx. Again, it's a gathering. There were 200 plus people in violation of emergency orders, illegal combat, no liquor license, loaded firearms, uh, multiple crimes, you know. Uh, that they went ahead and went against the organizers with. And of course they're all going to have to pay some pretty big money. Now that's the first story. Get the second story. Okay. They busted a swingers club. They went in and busted a swingers club, had people all around, no mass, uh, multiple beds in the room, paying money to have sex in the rooms, renting the rooms for a half hour, hour, longer than that. Illegal booze, illegal that, illegal whatever, for 10 minutes. Here's the VIP room available. $30, 10 minutes, $50, 20 minutes, $60 half hour, $75, 40 minutes, $90, 50 minutes, $100 for one hour, $500 for an all night session. And the room has like three beds in it where multiple couples will go in, do their thing, have their swinging, 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 swinging. And uh, they got busted. The people got hit with a total of like $16,000 in fines, violating emergency measures. And now they're going to get dinged because they're serving booze and everything else. So they're busting these private clubs like crazy. G- getting back to the underground fight Darn. club. Oh, man, story. I was hot on the swingers club. I wanted to talk I, about I, that. <laughs> I least want to check it out.
1: Yeah. G- getting back <laughs> to the underground I mean, fight club story, Bruce, like I used to basically not before, uh like be pro things like that in the state of new york but i do know of things that went on in that area because mixed martial arts wasn't legal so you would have some unregulated sort of under the radar uh types of situations but now at this point there's no excuse for things like that and in in the midst of a pandemic what are you doing guys like
2: i don't know making money trying to make money and in the case of uh at what cost though like I don't know. I'm not a swinger. Maybe there's a huge temptation you can't wait eight months to fulfill. I don't know.
1: Again, we're not talking about the swinging club. We're talking about the fight club. Oh, but okay. yeah.
2: I still want to get back to the swing club. <laughs> Where's Sammy when we need her? All right. That's one thing. Gary, you'll be happy to know that uh, video games are being proven for kids to be really great for well being. You know, we hear all these negatives, but as far as the endorphin release that can help, especially during pandemic times, they're claiming that there is, and this is an Oxford study, uh, that they're good for well-being for the kids. And we've also heard another study I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about how it can actually improve uh, brain you know, brain power and, and the way your brain works, whatever level that well,
0: I, is. So. I, I, I think gaming has always been good as far as like hand-eye coordination goes, especially as far as like team building. If you're playing massive multiplayer and you're part of like some kind of a group, some kind of a clan – uh, and you guys are, you know, learning the maps. You've become right. a team and you're, you're able to execute moves together. That's, that's really great as far as development goes. I mean, it, it, our, for my kid, I think that it's kind of like half gaming, half right. YouTube. So he loves watching other people play games on YouTube. I mean, that is, crazy. that is the joy that these kids have. I think even more than the gaming itself
2: my boys uh, like so, it too they like watching other people play yeah. so
0: what we've done is, is you know i'm I'm not taking that away i i like it better when he's playing roblox with his friends and they're going into you know their own server and they're able to get a game going i like that because they're they're they're, they're getting good technical abilities there right with youtube so i'd much rather him gaming than on youtube because youtube i, I feel like he's just consuming an influencer's content and not really getting anything out of it. But I don't want to take it away. So gotcha. what we've done is Mason, as you know, he he wants to be an engineer. He wants to be the first boxer engineer. So uh, what we've done now is we're allocating 30 minutes a night mm-hmm. to watching how to be an engineer videos. And so where we've gotten so far is we now know what kind of engineer uh, he wants to be. And we're now moving forward as far as design engineering goes, uh, and taking next steps there. And How cool is so that? Even, cool. you know, we do try and, you know get our kid to, to do more analog uh, activities, and, and there's times where we do have to force that. We also want to make sure that we're participating in his world, and that that's not something that he, he wouldn't want us to be a part of, right? We're 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 there to support. We're there uh, to make sure that boundaries are always there, but we never want our kid to regret us being there or us knowing about you know YouTube and things like that. So that's just part of now what we're doing. To he he can do YouTube, uh, but some of it does now have to be educational.
2: Well, speaking about YouTube, for those listening to the show, and we have a very large listening base on the audio uh, sites like iTunes and such, where people are listening to its time radio. But also, I want to remind everybody, if you're listening, again, go to our YouTube page, subscribe to YouTube, watch the show on video. I have to grab that opening while we have it, while we're talking about YouTube. Um, because on that page, when it gets to a certain level, we're going to have some really fantastic giveaways on the show. And, but I can't do that until we get up to at least 5,000 subscribers or more. But I promise you that there'll be some very cool, if not expensive, giveaways. So subscribe. If you're listening to us right now on iTunes or elsewhere, Spreaker, wherever it might be, get on it's YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that button and subscribe. That's all I can tell you. We'll have some great stuff for you in the future. Let's go over to UFC 255. I was talking about the Davis and figueredo uh, match against Alex Perez, who took in for Cody Garbrandt. Uh, figueredo finished the fight in less than two minutes. Reigning champion. Then there was a hell of a fight between Brandon Marino and Brandon Royval. Uh, Brandon Marino, a number one contender at flyweight, and immediately he's not even leaving Vegas and go home. Uh, Dana White and the Powers of B, along with Dana have given him now a chance to be the challenger for the flyweight title. He's going to stay in Vegas. He's going to fight Davis and Figueiredo on December 12th uh, for the title. Very interesting. Very nice turnaround for Brandon. Also on the card, guys, let's face it. I, I know Amanda Nunes is amazing. We know that. She's incredible. She's the most amazing fighter I've ever seen. I got to give the, the kudos. That was a heck of a fight between Maya and Valentina Shevchenko, showing Valentina... Not just the amazing striker, the kicker that she is, the Muay Thai fighter that she is, but her ability to handle a, a fantastic jiu jitsu fighter and Jennifer Maya on the ground. This showed me a whole other side of Valentina Shevchenko. Um, truly, it's pick
1: your poison, right, Bruce? Yeah. Like, I, I like poison. There, there's no real weakness that you can try to attack with this woman. No. And no. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she's definitely uh, dominating with. The, the, best, uh, the best of the, the best. most dominant women. There was some seen, exposure,
0: so. guys. Yes. There, yeah, was, a hey, bit. listen, she showed, if you can clinch her and control her on the cage, uh, I, I, listen, TJ, I get it, but. We're
1: talking about a round. Yeah, a round. We she are lost talking one about round. a round.
0: But, 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 but she was stuck.
1: Sure, she was I
0: stuck. get that.
1: I get that, she but I mean, th- this is actually a testament to how good she is, that we're, we're, we're focusing in on one dropped round as something that maybe her competition can sort of hone in on and, and try to you know uh exploit later down the road but that,
0: that multiple rounds to amanda Nunes.
1: no i understand that I mean, but we're talking at yeah. 125 we're talking about one round that she's dropped as maybe the the the, the next thing that you know up-and-coming fighters can try to uh exploit which i mean lauren murphy might be able to try to do that
0: uh, but they will or or, or who do sure. they say is next for her
1: andrade Murphy? Be I, I, say, andrade. I, I, no, I, I believe it's lauren murphy i've heard I, that i think lauren it's murphy. lauren
2: murphy yeah right. i've heard Andrade too but i think lauren murphy is going to get the nod
1: andrage is, is higher in the rankings right now but uh yeah I, I i don't know if it's official but i've heard the name lauren murphy kicked around uh, higher in the hierarchy, if you I'd
2: will. Be, I'd be wrong. totally happy with either one. Either Has one. Have you
0: ever taken a look at Bullet, uh, Bullet's Instagram? Yeah,
2: you know? I just, as a matter of fact, I just, <laughs> she answered me. I, I, I praised her on my Instagram post and she wrote me back and I just started following her. Boy, she like the deadliest a lot. woman alive. <laughs> she's incredible. She's
0: like the absolute deadliest woman alive, man. You know what
2: I love watching, she, Gary? I love watching her training sessions when she trains. She's a beast. She is a beast. She's a she's an incredible beast. She's awesome and fun to watch. So that was, a, that was a heck of a go. The two flyweight champions retaining their titles. Kudos and congratulations to them. Mike Perry and Tim Means going at it all together. Uh, Tim Means coming out on top in that fight. Caitlin uh, Chukagian uh, coming up with Cynthia Cavallo. Uh, Caitlin proving to be... A very strong flyweight contender again i think she's going to get a, a nod for a championship uh challenging bout again in her career and then shogun who and paul craig coming out another instance where i had to step between the two fighters but i wasn't that worried about paul craig he was going to stand his ground but he did get a little close so i had to get in front of him to prevent the uh a little too close where the commission would step in guys i don't like saying this i have Shogun is is a friend. I've watched him fight for, God, I think he's been in the game almost as long as I've been announcing. It's unbelievable. Dana White said that he thinks he should retire. I heard a quote, if that was correct, that Dana mentioned. What is your opinion, TJ, Gary, Shogun Hua?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not retiring people. That's not my job. I don't want to. He's a a legend. Um, I thought it would have been fitting for him to go out uh, and and retire after his last fight with uh, Little Noguera. But, um, you know, he had this fight with Paul Craig. Uh, unfortunately, I, I have a real hard time seeing legends like Shogun Hua tap to strikes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it yeah, is what true. it is. And, yeah, and uh, I'm a firm believer that Shogun losing his last fight the way that he did, it doesn't tarnish his legacy in my right. book. Um, that's not the way it normally works, though, with, with casual fans. Yeah. And I would hate to see him do anything to, to hurt his legacy because he truly is one of the best fighters we've seen in MMA Without at 205 pounds.
2: Without a doubt. And a big fan. I mean, listen, he's a hero in Brazil. He's in the UFC Hall of Fame. I mean, how many fighters do I announce that are already in the UFC Hall of Fame? I mean, I think Randy Couture was one. Shogun Who was the other. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm escaping me. Maybe BJ Penn was in the Hall of Fame. Shogun's he, in the Hall of Fame? They had me announce him as a UFC Hall of Famer. I think um, – do a Google real quick while we're talking. If you he, were might, he might have a fight in the Hall of Fame. But I Maybe there's a, maybe a, there's a fight in the Hall of Fame. Well, then you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, if but you, not really. You're not a Hall of Famer as far as yourself, but you're in a fight that's in the Hall of Fame, so you are a Hall of Famer. If you're in the Hall of Fame, you're a Hall of Famer. Technicalities. And Paul Craig coming off a four or five fight winning streak. Very strong, very strong grappler. Very, very cool. Very cool Scottish man. Very, very cool. I like Paul a lot. Um, Anton- Antonina Shevchenko against uh, Ariani Lipsky. These Sheko sisters are beasts. She is definitely a heck of an upcoming fighter, ranked 15th. Probably the ranking is going to go down from there. It's, very, it's amazing to see two sisters on the same card when you think about it. I, I know that's happened before, to, I think two brothers one time, I forget. Oh, we're the Pettis brothers. We're on the same card. But the one that really stood out amongst all the other standouts the other evening is uh, Joaquin Buckley. This man's a beast. Yeah,
1: and especially to follow up That's that original guy, knockout.
2: Right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I mean, I, I was actually worried for his quick turnaround, Bruce, because he's coming off what I think is the knockout uh, of the year. Um, you're almost yeah. in a, a bad situation to
2: try to follow up a performance like that uh, ever. You know what I mean? Like, let me. I agree with you. Let me tell you, this man's intense. When he walked in, you know, I'll talk to the fighters after they, they fight, even before I announce the decision or whatever. Some fighters, a lot of fighters are different. They're all intense because they're fighters with respect to all of being fighters, but this guy is intense. This guy walks in there. He's got the shark eyes. From the moment he's in there, even after I make him, even if I announce him as the winner, he's still got shark eyes. This is a very intense fighter.
1: When we are done, I can't show the video uh, on the air. We get in trouble for it, but when we're done with the show, I want to show you guys an athlete from Invicta named Hope Chase, who is the most intense person I've ever seen in mixed martial arts. And if people are uh, pro-wrestling fans, she is the human embodiment of, of the ultimate warrior. Uh, she's terrifying, and uh, people need to check her out. She fought over the weekend and invicted. But when we get off the air, guys, just stick yeah. around because I need to show you her fight. It's
2: crazy. Right, cool. no, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that, too. All right, well, that's UFC 255. Uh, then we've got the show coming up uh, this weekend. I will not be in Vegas announcing the show at uh, UFC Fight Night this weekend. I will be back for December 5th. And December 12th pay per view. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, of course, I want to enjoy a nice Thanksgiving holiday weekend. When are you it's just going to, to get the condo in Vegas already, Buff? I owned a house in Vegas when I was announcing. I never saw it. I rented it out and I wound up getting rid of it about 10 years ago. I should have kept it. But honestly, I don't want a condo. I like. You buy a what-
1: house then, Bruce. The time is now. Now's the time to buy a house. You get used I want to buy.
2: It.
0: I would I tell you right now Henderson, Nevada. <laughs> is so th- this was a long time ago. Uh, I was talking to Mike Tyson, who got, had a spot there, or one of his wives had a spot there. But the whole point was you had all these homes that were built before the fall of the of the real estate market back in 08.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So all these people bought all these houses, they're vacation homes. Yeah. So when you you can buy a house for, I don't know, maybe 30 cents on the dollar from what yeah. they went for in gated communities. Yep. Where, like, most people are only there a couple of months out of the year. Yeah, there, there
1: was a time where I think the stat was there were, like, over 30 homes for each potential buyer
2: in the city of Las Vegas. Let me tell you what that meant. When, cool. I my, when I bought my house, I bought it for, this is uh, some 15 years ago. I paid, like, 279000 for it. Then the recession hit. The value went down to, like, 160. So I didn't like the negative layout I was, I was dealing with. So I off the house. I got out of the tax liability. Everything was done perfectly legal. I wish I would have kept it, as I always say with real estate. Never sell real estate unless you have to because now it's worth like, you know, 400 and change oh, or whatever, yeah. which is great. But here's the thing to your question, and I mentioned this before on the show. I go to Vegas. I do a show. Right now we're in a bubble, so I can't even stay at my house. I have to stay at where they put me up because I'm tested and quarantined until further notice which is obviously shows are going to be in Vegas or Abu Dhabi, if elsewhere uh, for at least for another eight to 12 months. So there's no thought of my mind to buy a house, but at the same time, and I, I can make those kind of investments elsewhere, but at the same time, I love hotels. I love room service. I love having my poker room downstairs when I can play poker again. I love having a blackjack table nearby. I don't want to just, I have a home here that I love. I don't want to have a home in Vegas. It's just not my, not, not my cup of tea. I like hotels. I like room service. I like pay-per-view movies. So it's all good. I'm happy.
0: I do, TJ. You can come Airbnb through me when you're ready to go and have perfect nice weekends with the family. Let's go.
2: All right. Let's get on to one of the main things that we want to talk about on the show. This is why we brought on Gary Randall, the boxing aficionado. I don't know anybody that knows boxing. You know, I know a few people know better than you, Gary, but I don't know if it's better than you because you're such a cyclopedia and Incredible. Probably the only one who could be better than you is Mike Tyson, who's an amazing walking boxing encyclopedia, if not my brother Michael. But speaking of Mike Tyson, you brought it up. Let's talk about it. Next Saturday at Staples is Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. This is a boxing match that's going to be eight two-minute rounds that was originally scheduled to be an exhibition. It was originally, and I've heard even on the inside, that we're told not to hit each other hard and give an exhibition. But I don't know if Mike Tyson knows how to not hit somebody hard. Uh, I don't see that as happening, I, Gary. I can give my opinion on this. I'd rather you give your opinion on it. This is with the commission overlooking the thing. Do you see this as being a full-on? They're going to give it their all for eight-two minute rounds. And how do you? And I'll give you my opinion after you. How do you feel about this? Well,
0: okay. I mean, at number one, both guys know how to spar. Okay, both guys know how to spar. Both guys. I do not think it is part of the premise or the plan for either guy as far as seek and destroy goes. Okay. However, (laughs) this can go anyway. Once the, what once, once the bell rings. Okay. Once the first person gets hit, what's Mike Tyson's most famous quote, everyone's got a plan until they get hit. So that's just a part of who he is It's part of the fabric of his fighting style. I don't, I don't see him, like, pulling back on Roy. I, I, I think the second he feels something, he's going to give, and, and vice versa.
2: The rules are sparring.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, listen, they could end up having, going to war. It could end up being – this could literally end up being – I mean, you got to remember, these guys are old. They're, they're not going to have, like, much turbo boost in, in later rounds in this fight. But the first two rounds of this could be hagler Hearn. I mean that's that's an absolute possibility on a much slower, slow motion, heavyweight level. but can a fight like this actually bring excitement? I do think it can. personally, yeah, I, I, I I love these guys. i I was a part of their uh, actual careers. Uh, so i I was lucky enough to be able to appreciate these guys in their primes. Um, I don't want to see either guy get hurt. No. But at the same time, hey, these guys are fighters, man. They they, they don't know anything else, okay? They're they're stuck in their fifties. They're now like ten years removed from their fights. I know Roy's had some, uh, kind of kind of circus one-off fights. I'm not going to include those. Uh, hey, those guys haven't, you know.
1: I I called his last fight. You have to include I, it.
0: I, okay, it,
2: it's, it it was crazy. a professional so, fight. You got to it you gotta give it to
0: him. You got to give it to him. So, but. These guys competing on a level where they would actually face each other is, is, you know, we're so far past that. So I just don't want to see guy get well, get cut and hurt or concussed or I mean, listen, if if, if Mike's gonna end up obliterating, you know, a lot of people, he's gonna obliterate Roy Jones. Much too small for that. Would actually be kind of sad to see in a way, yeah, right? Like in well, a way, I want to see it. I want to see. Here's what I want to see. I want to see Mike in 1987. But the problem is, is that that's that's not here anymore. But you know what? These guys made such an impact on the sport that they can sell pay-per-views and they can get in the ring and do whatever it is they're going to do on Saturday. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to support it. Uh, they gave me a lot, so I'm just basically looking at it like I'm giving back in a way. Uh, but personally, I it, 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 this should be a platform for the undercard. If if the undercard, if you know, this should be a a platform for those guys to shine for them to get some tv time build up a fan base uh and if they can take that and they can make this like senior circuit kind of deliver uh on these up-and-coming fighters and give them this platform that has a lot more eyeballs then you know what go for it let's,
2: let's talk about let's talk about the card well, Go ahead. real Go quick,
1: ahead, real quick. Let me just ask this because it's an exhibition, as you mentioned, Bruce. It, it's happening in the state of California. Right. Andy Foster is overseeing it. He's been very specific uh, about what this is and what this isn't. What if it becomes something that it's not supposed to be, Gary? Do you okay. see Andy Foster going, look, guys, you need to calm this mess down right now. Would, would he intervene and step in?
2: Let me, before you ask that, Gary, let me tell you one thing that Mark Rodner told me. And by the way, congratulations to Mark Ratner. He was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah, totally, completely deserving. We wouldn't be where we are without Mark Ratner, as well as Dana White and other powers that be. But he mentioned to me that exhibition, some exhibition, basically, because once they start hitting hard, exhibition's out the window. It's not an exhibition anymore. It's a pro fight. So what Gary said earlier, if it goes to that tempo, which I believe it will, because let's face it, Mike Tyson in his heyday – If he fought a true boxer like Roy Jones Jr., he was taken into later rounds. Mike was used to taking people out within two or three rounds, if three. Okay, that, but once it went past that, it's almost like, oh, what kind of boxing match am I in now? Well, you're in a boxing match. So I could see Mike coming out hard in the first couple rounds, feeling each other out in the first round and either ending it quick. But if it goes to the later rounds, I'm going to give the edge to Roy Jones Jr. on, you know, boxing. judges uh, watching this fight and on the main card yes it's tyson and jones jr they're calling it there get this the wbc's involved okay they're calling it a hey, w- numbers
1: you're getting away from my question you're not answering my question which and, and was? I, will andy foster shut it down if it becomes something that he explicitly said it's not supposed
2: to be i will say no because eight rounds to keeping an exhibition fight the commission's there. They've gone through their testing. They've weighed in. They've done everything they're supposed to do under normal professional circumstances. If this tempo, this is just my opinion, if this tempo goes up to where they're actually slamming each other and fighting like pros and really putting in an, a, a good eight-round, two-minute uh, bout, uh, no. I just think that's the tempo they decided to go to, let the fight go. It either ends in a knockout. But they're not licensing him for that. So they're licensing him. You're saying, why is the WBC – Stepping in, and I don't know the answer to this. This is why I asked Gary. Why, Gary? Let's ask you. Why is the WBC stepping in and calling it the WBC Frontline Championship? Okay, they're fighting for because the WBC starting, Frontline Championship. Because
0: they're, they're trying to start a league,
2: and that's why Evander Holyfield says he circuit.
0: wants. They're trying to start a. Are they trying to start circuit.
2: a sir, Trying to start a circus or a circuit? <laughs>
0: no, a circuit. Okay, they're trying to start a senior circuit. And so Mike and Roy are kind of sacrificing themselves to get it started. Don't forget this exhibition. Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago was supposed to be an exhibition, but this exhibition has no headgear.
2: Yes, right, exactly.
0: You know exactly. they're wearing twelve ounce gloves. Sparring yes, is they fourteen are. ounce gloves. That's right. So That's this right. is this is these are bigger gloves than they would wear if they were in like a regular heavyweight pro fight. I think they'd be wearing ten ounce. So they're wearing the extra two ounces, but they're not wearing sparring gloves, which are fourteen ounces and sixteen.
2: Okay, so, so now, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So please. now, now let's take it a step further. Exhibition bouts. Well, of course you can bet on anything, but let let me just tell you what the odds makers are
1: giving. Us Hang on, right. you're getting. You, no one's going to answer my question. I answered
2: your question. No, they're not you didn't. stop it. I said they're not going to stop it. What I was, again, I was asking TJ, Gary.
0: I want to know what Gary's I, What I was getting to TJ was because there's no headgear, because it's 12-ounce gloves, I do believe the commission uh, has a fundamental understanding of what they've signed up for here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, they they have had talks with the fighters. But if someone if gets a cut... No, for, okay, if someone gets cut true knockdown if someone gets cut in the first round okay do Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna stop it I don't I absolutely don't if someone gets knocked down in the first round and it's a flash knockdown uh in other words they're not hurt he didn't get crushed um I think they'll let it continue if you see like someone like Roy take a massive left hook he gets rocked and and like it's obvious that uh I I think, yeah, you'll see, like, a Razor Ruddock one type of stoppage where even if he's wobbly, they're they're just going to call it. They're not going to let him go down and uh, take some kind of horrific beating or anything like that. So I I think that there's levels to where they will uh, insert themselves, but I I don't think it's going to be, like, at the first sign of a real fight breaking out. I think something's going to have to happen.
2: And I agree because –
1: the, the, there is a champion, or there is a winner? There's going to be a winner in this?
2: Yes. They're fighting for the WBC okay. Frontline no, no, Championship. That's fine. Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm just trying to establish they will, numbers. They
0: will be declaring a winner, which means they will be scoring rounds.
1: Yeah, so, so then then this is definitely a fight. I
2: don't no care pressure. if it's a – yeah, no, it's definitely they, a fight. Think about the potential circus uh, outlook.
0: Let me confirm that they're going to be scoring rounds
1: i mean because if they're not scoring rounds then i think that it, it, it might be different but if they're scoring rounds neither mike nor roy will want to lose exactly no official, a fight scoring. Scoring. No no official, official scoring.
0: scoring or winner as for uh MMA that that's
1: it, what I, that, that that's what i thought and then that, yeah this is going to be way different this is going to be very laid back and relaxed Well, so if it, they can't it, crown a champion then if there's no winner
2: for some reason the wc stepped in and they're calling it this well how are they going to crown a winner I, if both of them get their hands raised? Listen, if you ask me my opinion of a lot of decisions and things that have happened in boxing, <laughs> I'll give you the same answer. I don't friggin' know.
0: <laughs> the WBC has crowned a lot of winners. Yeah, they crowned a I'm lot of winners. Over their
2: time? <laughs> Remember, I come for the days where they- the
0: sun the, the is really cool. And dad was really a nice guy, too. So I met him uh, multiple times. I'm just kind of going off on some uh
2: all right, so let me info. let me give you let me give you a few tidbits here for those listening to learn more about the event if you want to watch it on Saturday. And remember one thing: people say, "Well, Roy Jones was champion at a lighter weight, not heavyweight." But he did beat John Ruiz, who did beat Roy, beat, beat Mike Tyson. Okay, so John essence, Ruiz has... never fought Mike oh, Tyson. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, he beat well,
0: John Ruiz a bit, a Vander Holyfield?
2: Evander Holyfield. Pardon me. I excuse me. Correct. Thank you. That's why we have you on the show, Gary. Keep me straight okay so with this there's going to be the main card is also going to have logan paul's brother jake paul fighting nate robinson at cruiserweight for six rounds um these other ones i'm not that familiar with uh, jack or badu jack and blake mckenna light heavyweights eight rounds Vidal riley rashad Coulter, cruiserweight six rounds there's a three-round preliminary card here's the odds and also this is a four-hour show and i signed michael to announce the main event only between uh, jones and tyson Mike will be going down, being COVID tested the whole bit. There's not going to be any fans, any audience. I am not going to go to Staples Saturday, which I easily could because I won't be able to be down by the ring watching the fight. So there's no reason to go. I'll watch in the privacy of uh, mine or a friend's home as we'll watch it. If you want to get the pay-per-view, you have to go to the live stream, which is Tyson on Thriller.com or go to Fight TV. Thriller. Chuck thriller. Oh, trailer. Excuse me. Boy, that gives me just like, I got it wrong. You're going to get the wrong. We'll Tyson make sure we
0: trailer. put a link in the bio. We'll
2: put a yeah. link in the bio guys. Tyson on trailer.com.
1: It's also available on fight TV and traditional pay-per-view outlets that's, as well.
2: Yeah. That's why I was just about fight. to say Fight TV. That. Fight TV. It's a forty-nine ninety-nine. It starts uh, at seven o'clock is the main card here as usual. Now Mike Tyson on the odds makers is minus two twenty. Roy Jones Jr. is plus 170. How do you offer off, odds
1: that there's no winner?
2: It's, it's betting. They they bet on who wins the election in a state, you but know. The, but there's a winner
1: in an election in a the state. There's no winner in this. Well, okay, well, wait a second. See you, now. the
2: viewer, are
0: the winner, TJ. Yeah, but how You're do you take winner. it?
2: But okay, You're so you winner. bet a draw. Bet a draw. It's a it's a sure bet. Do you know what the draw is? Plus twelve hundred. You get twelve hundred dollars. There's no on winner, bucks. so
1: that's easy money. Bet it.
2: It depends how the bookies look at it. You know, if you bet on the president of the you're United States.
0: You're
1: absolutely right, TJ. You, know, you're, you are, you're, yeah, are they, correct. Right. But, but, there's like no Bru- clarity here. Right. Bruce, no clarity. You're, you're, Bruce, you're trying to say that, oh, well, the bookies get to... Ter-. No, there's no winner. They've already said there's, there's no winner. I, Go bet it. I'm, I'm listening nowhere. to both of
2: you. I, I'm with you both. So everybody rock out there and bet 50 bucks and win 600. Bet 10 I, and win 12, 120. I'm going bet. online right now to place a wager. I'm betting 10,000 right now. At plus
0: 1,200, it's going to hit. Don't TJ. He's really going to do it, man. Bruce, don't do that. Wait, wait till we learn. Let's, get, let's gather some Intel. By the way, big shout out to Keith Evans fight.tv <laughs>
2: Gary, you know me too well. <laughs> okay. I'll bet it. If I don't announce it, let's put it that way. By the way, it's going to have other things too. They're going to have, um, if I'm not mistaken, like hip hop and, and music and the whole bit, they're going to make a big show out of this to whatever level it is. So let's wish them luck. Let's hope this is a fun show. Let's please hope nobody gets hurt. And uh, that it's entertaining to say the least, you know, what can I say? Those
0: that, what I don't like is that those that only know Mike Tyson from social media and his hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Right. They're not, you know, what, what us fans are looking, we're looking for nostalgia. And that's where I feel like we're like, this is where I feel bad for the fighters is because we're expecting them to look as they did in the nineties or even the 80s and that's that's just not who these guys are anymore and that's you know like I foresee maybe a lot of people going online and talking shit maybe saying Mike Tyson was never that good or Roy Jones was never that good or you know this is their experience with those guys is at 50 plus you know it's a it's just a whole a whole different thing and then guys like us you know I'm, I'm I, I pretty much know what to expect, uh, but I'm, I'm going to support it because I know that, you know, no matter what boxing pundits say, this is all these guys do, man. It's, it's all they know. This is, this is what they do. They, they fight and they've, and they've done it exactly. at exactly. such a high level exactly. that it's it, 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 so unreachable to so many in the world that I, you know, I'm sure they're going to be craving that until the day they die or reliving it. Until
2: the day they die. I have information for you guys. You ready? I got some information here. All right, here we go. The uh, California State Athletic uh, Commission executive, Andy Foster. Okay, he's declared the bout will be stopped if there's a cut. He said they will, st- he's, the bout will be stopped. He said both fighters will not be allowed to go for the knockout. I don't know what the heck that means. That's a gray area to me. He wants the fight to look like heavy sparring in the heat of battle. And try telling that to Mike. How Tyson, old is right?
0: that quote, Bruce? How old is that quote?
2: Two hours. Uh, this is when the article was published. Both fighters have publicly declared okay, time. Okay, and-
0: that quote's from a lot longer ago, a, a lot longer. All right, it could that. be. I'm, that that I'm just, quote's from like yeah. six
2: months ago. All right, yeah, well, that
0: quote's from a long time ago.
2: Wait, wait, hear this, hear this part. Hear this part. Yes, there will be, as you said earlier, Gary, there'll be no official judges, but WBC Frontline, for the Frontline title, has appointed three ex-fighters, I don't know who they are, to determine an unofficial winner. So I don't know if that's what's going to determine the win. unofficial plus 1200 wow. for a draw. Sounds really great. <laughs> yep. And it's unofficial is
1: unofficial.
0: <laughs> you know, that's you know, right. who
2: has you know got the most pressure on him in this. Uh, Roy, Ray Corona is going to be the referee. I think the referee's got the most pressure on him to see how he, how he deals with this fight, how yeah, he handles spe- this when they go at each other.
1: Especially when Mike Tyson's in there, you're a target when you're the referee.
2: All I know is I told you before. Every time Mike sees me and hugs me, he practically he headbutts me, and I practically knocked me out one time. Gary, you and I were there. We went to his his show, and we saw him after the show. I said, Gary, he almost friggin just knocked me out. Hey, you at know? least that you have both your ears. I love Mike. He really did.
0: He went and he kind of bear hugged Bruce, and he kind of just, you know uh, juggernauted <laughs> wow. him on the way in. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, Minus
1: cool. one hundred thousand on if. Uh, if Tyson will bite Roy Jones' ear, no 100000 Minus? You mean plus? No. No, minus.
0: You got to bet 100000 to, like, to win $100. Because
2: he's not going to bite Roy Jones' ear. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I got you. That's ridiculous. Easiest money in the world.
2: Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it. We're all going to watch it that are fight fans um, at some point, whether it's post or whatever. So let's go on to some other stuff. Congratulations to Mike. Congratulations to Roy. I know them both. Like them both. You know, make the money, boys. Make the money. Evander Holyfield sitting in the wings. Can't wait to be the next one to take on the title. Let's see where this goes. One last question, Gary. Do you see this as a sample of the state of boxing that we have to have boxing like this with almost elderly fighters fighting in the ring?
0: No. Uh, I, I think boxing has been surging for about the past 18 months. Um, the comeback of the heavyweight division has been a real. Uh, a really good adrenaline shot for boxing, and I think boxing is finally taking that momentum and running with it. Uh, namely, the new star Tiafimo Lopez. Uh, this guy has reignited like three different weight divisions just by beating uh, Vasily Lomachenko. So uh, now you have, I, I think, more Tyson and, and Roy and and the, the people that are involved in this event are are seeing what's happening in boxing and maybe. Uh, capitalizing off of that by kind of like getting this pay-per-view
2: in gotcha. there because you
0: have Canelo's going to be fighting next month. So it all kind of plays into each other. And I, I think the whole sport is kind of realizing a little bit of a lift right now, maybe figuring out their place in the world. Uh, I think boxing has gotten to a place where they're kind of following suit on the UFC They're They looked at what the UFC is doing and they're yeah. kind of trying to follow suit and see what they can do.
2: Good answer. Agreed. Fully. Read fully listen. Before we sign off, I want to switch gears here a little bit. I want to go to a story, which is a feel-good story at the same time, but it's a question of um, I don't know if the term is morality or what's right to do, what's right or wrong. But I want you guys. I'm asking you guys the question as I tell you this story. And I'm going to start it off by, what would you do? Okay, a South Carolina couple. They just bought a brand new home. They settled into their new home, gone through escrow. The previous people moved out. The whole bit. As they're going through their new home. They found some built-in drawers in a closet, right? They found two cases in those drawers holding 46 Gold Liberty $5 coins and 18 Morgan Silver dollar coins that were made in the 1800s. The value of these coins was $25,000, okay? Nice sum of money. Question. I'll tell you what they did after you answer the question. Would you, as that homeowner moving into the house, you found those coins, knowing who who owned them, would you give them back or would you keep them? And ask them if they left anything. Okay. Which means that you would, if you get an answer, that no, they didn't. Okay. Gary? So,
1: if they said no, they didn't leave anything, and I'm guessing these are things that you would know whether or not you left behind, no, I, I won't give so. them back.
2: If they called you two weeks later and said, by the way, we forgot we left gold coins in the house.
1: Yeah. But I wouldn't be going to the media and telling anybody that I found these gold coins either. I would call and ask no, them yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: if they left anything in the house and if they right. said no then no and if they called you back two weeks later and said by the way we forgot we left our gold coins we realized we left them would you give them back at that point yeah for sure okay. gary
0: i would immediately notify them that they left the gold coins but you but know, what you if know the, I, but what if they didn't I'm afraid know of that bad juju i'm afraid but, of bad juju so, so
1: you you would tell them hey i think you left these gold coins but what if they didn't know? What if they're not theirs? What if they were just there and they didn't know they were there? You would give them to them?
0: I, I I understand that, but it, it, it I would have to I, I would be morally obligated to be like, hey guys, we just found like these these crazy coins in the attics. Do, do you know what this is? You know what I mean? And then it's been, it's, if, then the morality is on their side, man. If they want to lie and whatever, then that, that's on them. I, I can't.
2: All right. Uh, you want my you, know you I mean? want my like, answer? Yeah, Gary's a better person than I am. Do you want my answer? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand your answer, TJ, and I'm not saying it's a wrong answer by any standards because you're giving me the chance. I'll go with Gary. I would actually call them up and say, hey, I found something uh, in the house, and if you can describe what you left. <laughs> no, that's, that's literally what I just TJ. said. You're, I just, you're agreeing with me, Bruce. You're not agreeing with
1: Gary. Oh, you're absolutely. just as terrible a person as I am. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's what I would do. I would, but I would give him a little a good description. I'd say, listen, I found something in the house. It involved gold. If you can please describe it. I'll oh, of have course, it back to you
1: yeah. I, oh, you mean there's gold in the house? Yeah, that's it? mine. What
2: is it? Tell me what it is. It's gold, Bruce. That's none of your business. You've described it. My business. I'm staring at it. As a matter of is. fact,
1: I'm calling the police.
2: You've <laughs> stolen my gold. You I guys, got... pro- Go
0: ahead, Bruce.
2: No, I was gonna say my I'm I'm so big on karma, I would have a hard time keeping him. i I'd, I'd have to make the phone call. Let him know that I found him. Period. I'd,
0: I'd like to uh, make one more plug before we call it. There's a really good one-on-one fight happening like three times a week. It's a poker heads-up match. If any of you guys you know, follow Bruce, you know he's a diehard poker player. He's yeah. got a guy that, that he's known for a long time named Daniel Negrano. Great poker player. Great. For the greatest ever. Great. He's in a, uh, a, a big heads-up match for over a million dollars uh, with a guy named Doug Polk, who kind of called out Daniel. And this has been a bit of a grudge match for like, about three, four years, going back and forth. And now these guys are playing uh, on – you can watch their matches. They're playing on WSOP.com, but you can watch their matches on many YouTube streams, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And you know one of the things that is happening here is this is this is a new type of event where poker players are going heads up against each other, and then you have these young commentators that are commentating the action. We're not able to see the whole cards because these are live streams. so uh, they have to fill in that amount of time. and you know just as once t j was one of the the new generational voices. Uh, Years and years ago, I remember him coming up. You're seeing a lot of these uh, new, younger in their early 20s generation coming up and commentating on this uh, this event. If you're into two people that are really trying to take each other's money, tune into this. You will absolutely love it. Uh, I just wanted to recommend that it it, poker transitions really well with UFC fans, so it's worth watching. You might
2: like it. Listen, if you're a poker fan, how can you not want to watch Daniel DeGrano? I'm, I know you really get off and enjoy this, and I, and I do it myself, so I do highly recommend it. And I'd say give it a view if you're definitely a poker fan. Very cool, Gary. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, but answer back to the, the coin story, though, so you know, the homeowners gave it back. They, they gave it back right away. They're obviously better than we are. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, here's a, is, it clear <laughs> in the,
1: is it clear in the story whether or not the original homeowners knew that they were their coins?
2: What the what the new owner did is he text pictures of the coins to the former owner and made arrangements to return them.
0: TJ, yeah, do you see mine. the worst in people? Do you see huh? the worst in people? Do, do I see, see the worst in people? Yeah.
1: I like seeing yeah, the people, best. Yeah, but... I mean, I see the best in people, but I also know that people are terrible. So yes. we'll he, call them A, we'll call
0: them Here, TJ, th- this is, to me, TJ in a nutshell. And it's an old quote, for, I think, from Amarillo
2: Slim. Classic. Trust classic. everyone but always cut the card <laughs> Love that. And the other one and the other one from the Godfather, keep your friends close but your enemies closer. There you go. It works. Those are two very, very good attitudes. No, the,
0: the, 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 one poker is the one is pretty
2: cool. Hey, one last note, Michael Jordan's last piece of NBA uh, memorabilia or NBA laundry. If you want to call it his Jersey from the final NBA game that he played for the Washington Wiz- wizards is going on auction. What do you think it's going to fetch?
1: I have no idea. Gary, guess? Half a
2: million. Half a exactly. Million. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's what they say. Half a really? million dollars. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Half a million dollars. I was, was going to take the under on that. but Since that yeah. last dance special with HBO, and I mentioned this like every week, I'm telling you about how this stuff is going up. The memorabilia on cards for basketball has gone through the roof. Netflix, by the way. Oh no, it's completely watching, and I'm in episode nine or ten. No, no, no. That's who made it. You said HBO. It's Netflix. Oh, Netflix, pardon me. Pardon me. Great show. If you're into basketball, just just you know what? Even if you're not into basketball to realize what it takes to be a champion as Michael Jordan is. I don't like basketball. I don't like basketball and I love that series. The the series was amazing. It was just so, so good. Gary, take a second. Anything you want to share with us, share with our audience before we sign off.
0: I did it, man. That's it. That's it. you know, I I look forward to hearing comments on what people think of the Tyson Jones fight. Uh, We'll definitely put a link to uh, like the fight TV where you can purchase it in the bio. We'll put a link to the heads up poker match that we were talking about in the bio. Um, and, And thanks, Bruce and TJ for letting me be on the show with you guys. I appreciate it.
2: Very cool, Gary. Always great to have you on, bro. And I'll see you soon for our own little poker matches, virtual and online. We don't play in person anymore. Can't. God, I can't can't believe I've not played a live poker game, much less other things I haven't done for eight months. It's crazy. Hey, I need to
1: borrow all of the money that you guys have liquid to put on this draw at plus 1,200.
2: We're going to be billionaires. (laughs) There's probably a limit to how much you can bet.
0: TJ, do do what I did on Monday. I bought both Moderna and Pfizer stock. Ah, smart. There you go. Moderna is the one that's crushing it.
2: And what about, what about what about Neo? Did you see how Neo did today, Gary?
0: Bruce, I you know, listen, for anyone listening, we're not financial guys. We don't <laughs> give financial advice or anything. Yeah, Bruce, you recommended a really good stock that's absolutely crushed it over the last week.
2: So NIO. Appreciate I made that. over made over three hundred percent since I bought it like four months ago. It's incredible. NIO guys, I'll tell everybody out there. NIO, check it out. And you're betting it all on a draw, plus twelve hundred. Let's go. go. Yeah, I'd like to see me collect on that one. There we go. All right. TJ, what's up?
1: Uh, not much. I'm going to Mexico uh, on Saturday. Uh, people want to check out a little combat jujitsu. Uh, it's live from Cancun. You can watch it on UFC Fight Pass.
2: Very cool. Very cool. And everybody, I will not be in the octagon on Saturday. Uh, enjoy the show. Joe Martinez will be announcing the show. It looks like a hell of a show. Uh, I will be back on December 5th and December 12th, and then I will not be back until January because I am going to enjoy the holiday season, whatever that means these days in COVID 19 but I've got plenty of other things to do we're, we're finalizing the new it's time. Cologne might be released before Christmas. I hope to have a sample to show you before the end of the year. And of course, punchers chance, everybody out there, make sure you live life and always take your punchers chance, which is selling like hot cakes. Thank God. Love it.
0: Very, do hot cakes cool.
2: sell anymore? That's ah, just a term. Come on. I Maybe I'm aging myself, but it is a term. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Have a great week. Gary, thanks again very, very much. Uh, Come pick me up in the Maybach. I want to go to dinner in a half hour. That'd be really nice if I could sit in the back seat. Appreciate it. And TJ, have a great week. All my best to both you guys, your family, your loved ones, Gary, Mason, Yen, Evie, everybody, everybody with you too, TJ. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. You know, I know we we live in a COVID environment. We're in this world war, world pandemic war, which has changed all of our lives to a very large and small degrees, depending on what you do and where you live. But the bottom line is, I still think there's a lot to be thankful for. And I want to wish a very happy Thanksgiving to you, your families and loved ones, and to all our listeners out there all around the world. Of course, we celebrate Thanksgiving here in the United States. But honestly, every day I wake up and I'm healthy, I give thanks. So I give thanks to everybody. I wish you all the best. I wish you a great week. Everybody set your goals. Write them down. Become an aficionado on them. Know about them. Have your information. Have it in place. So when you step on that path, you perform you be the best you can be because that's what it's all about in life, baby. It's about being the best you can be. It's also about being number one when you can, but there's no harm in being number two or three as long as you were the best you could be. Even if you don't make the top 10, just be the best and then you're winning. And that's what is all about. So take a few thoughts. Think about a few thoughts. Give yourself praise. Think about where to be thankful for, for where you are in this life. And on Thanksgiving, say something silent to yourself and be respectful to everybody around you and be a role model to your sphere of influence. Treat everybody with respect. Practice your safety and protocol. And above all, enjoy yourselves. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Love you all. Happy
0: Thanksgiving. Well, that's I, it. I'd
2: keep half the coins. Does that, that make me a better person? <laughs> wow. Well, you wow. could say that you just found half of them, but then you're lying and the karma comes back. To you, Karma, baby. Karma, karma, karma. All right. Live life by karma. Happy tell the Thanksgiving, truth. guys. I always tell the truth. Unless you play poker, I will lie through my teeth. I want all your chips. Bottom line, buffer out. See ya. One, two, three.